coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida. You're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday, Just hit the subscribe button and new episodes will automatically download and then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. Go ahead, pause for a second and hit that subscribe button now. On today's show, Kevin and I will be talking about the magic of fermentation. It's probably involved in more food and drink than you realize. For our featured interview today, we have Tom Golden back from last week. We previously talked to Tom about the Lure restaurants. This week, we will talk about several other restaurants that Tom is involved in. After that, we'll play our music segment, open our lunchbox, share our tip of the week, and have a gluten-free wrap-up. All of that is coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. So grab a snack, pour a drink, and relax while we serve up the show. We talk a lot about Anata and why you really must go, but don't just take our word for it. Now we have reason to congratulate them on making revered food critic of the Tampa Bay Times, Laura Riley's list of top cheese and charcuterie for 2019. Anata is one of only four that made that list. That's pretty incredible. Here is what Laura had to say about Anata. Before I ditched anonymity as a food critic, I declined to be Facebook friends with chefs, restaurateurs, and readers. I tell you this because I now realize what I was missing. The past few months, when I have an idle moment, I see what Anata's executive chef Joshua Breen is posting, snaps of plate presentations as artfully composed as any Dutch golden age still life. Anata is still the go-to if you want to concoct a board of cheeses and salumi served with excellent accoutrements and crackers, but don't neglect the rest of the menu, from really lively salads, a good bowl of mussels with melted leeks, and a whiny buttery broth, to the Daily Fish special that seems to be one of Breen's chief social media muses. This is what we have been saying all along, so I will say it again. Thank you, Laura, and you really must go to Anata. Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar is located at 300 Beach Drive in downtown St. Petersburg. They open every day at 4 p.m. As Lori said in the intro, our topic of conversation today is fermentation. And it's a huge topic. So if you know like a whole bunch of stuff about it, we're just going to scratch the surface. We're just going to really touch on a few general things that relate to food stuff, food and beverage. Okay, let's do it. So what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of fermentation? Wine or beer. Exactly. Me too. Probably most people. But there's also uh, kombucha. Right. Probably cheese. Cultured milk, cheese, yes, cheese. Buttermilk, uh, would that be cultured uh, milk? Yes, and bread, mm-hmm. the leavening of bread, there's CO2 produced by yeast activity. So it's actually the yeast in the bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, vinegar, mm. and I'll give you, take a guess, one of, one of your favorite things that you like to have with fried rice. Soy sauce, oh yeah, I remember seeing that on uh, salt, fat, acid, heat. You are correct, there's another one. Oh, that I like. Starts with a K. Kimchi, you already said that. Yeah, kimchi, I did. Or maybe you said kombucha and I heard kimchi. I said kombucha. (laughs) Also, Gloria West, favorite food? Pickles. Pickles. Uh, Something you put on hot dogs? Not ketchup, but mustard. Sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. Oh. But I I think ketchup and mustard probably qualifies because they both include vinegar. Mm. So... Fermentation, it's involved in the preservation of sour foods with the production of lactic acid. That's like in sauerkraut and yogurt, but there's different types. 
of fermentation. Here's a little bit of the definition uh, from a couple. There's two different pages. On, actually, there's more than two pages on Wikipedia, but anyway. Fermentation is a metabolic process that produces chemical changes in organic substrates through the action of enzymes. In the context of food production, it may more broadly refer to any process in which the activity of microorganisms brings about a desirable change to a foodstuff or beverage. Right. right. For example, fermentation is used for preservation in a process that produces lactic acid found in such soured foods as pickled cucumbers, kimchi, yogurt, as well as producing alcoholic beverages such as wine and beer, as we said. Well, liquor too, right? Because potatoes become vodka. Yeah, liquor too, but then there's other processes. There's the distilling and with the beer, there's the brewing. Also, here's just an interesting side note that I was not aware of. Fermentation occurs within the gastrointestinal tracts of all animals, including humans. Doesn't surprise me. I, that, now, that's probably why I'm so gassy all the time. Oh, God, honey. <laughs> I meant burping. Well, sometimes other stuff. Oh, so, so fermentation and food processing is the process of converting carbo. Here's another version of it. It's the process of converting carbohydrates to alcohol or organic acids using microorganisms, yeast or, bac- or bacteria, under anaerobic conditions. Right. That means without oh, oxygen. Right. And that's, it can occur with o- oxygen too. That's a different name. I think it's like aerobic, like doing aerobics. I don't know. There's also malolactic fermentation, and that's used in winemaking, mm-hmm. in which tart tasting malic acid, which is naturally present in grape must, that's the cr- must, that's the crushed grapes, skins, and seeds, it's converted to a softer tasting lactic acid. So malolactic fermentation is most often performed as a secondary fermentation shortly after the end of the primary fermentation, but can sometimes run concurrently with it. The process is standard for most red wine production and common for some white grape varieties such as Chardonnay, where it can impart a buttery flavor from diactyl, a byproduct of the reaction. So I like the Chardonnays where they don't do that. Right. It involves lactic acid bacteria in the malolactic. In, in the, so the wine has a lactic acid bacteria as opposed to beer, which involves yeast. Right. So with yeast, fermentation is the process by which yeast converts the glucose in the wort. The wort, that's the liquid before it's fermented, the beer. W-O-R-T. Yes. To ethyl alcohol and carbon dioxide gas, giving the beer both its alcohol content and its carbonation. Hmm. A lot more to fermentation than we thought. I remember when I was a runner, especially a long distance runner, you can get lactic, lactic acid buildup in your muscles. Yeah. And it can cause cramping and all kinds of things from right. the, the buildup. Yeah. That's when you're like working very hard and you... In anaerobic exercise. Yeah. And, and your muscles can't get energy elsewhere. So they're trying to produce energy by, create, by doing that. Right. And one... Bonus one, this is not food, but a a lot of people around here like to smoke cigars and go to Central Cigars. Tobacco has fermenting involved in it, uh, cigars and pipe tobacco. So fermenting with tobacco, it's like a natural slow cooking process whereby the tobacco heats up under the pressure of its own weight. So what they do, they take these, these big cigar leaves, tobacco leaves, and cigar tobacco is different than pipe tobacco or cigarette tobacco, special kind of leaves. And they create these huge, large bales, and just the tobacco's own weight pressing on itself, uh, that pressure creates the fermentation. And carefully controlling the temperature cycles and the tobacco humidity allows the tobacco to slowly expel or sweat out the ammonia and impurities in the leaves. So they have, it's like if you took, if you just picked fresh tobacco and tried to smoke it, you would instantly become sick. It's got a ton of ammonia in it. But the fermentation gets rid of the ammonia mellows the leaves, gives them their nicer flavor. And cigar leaf usually undergoes three fermentations. And with pipe tobacco, some of them will ferment in the tins as they age. In, in a sealed tin, they'll ferment. And usually that's Virginia tobaccos, and it creates a nice depth and richness. So bonus section on tobacco. Not all tobacco is evil. What about coffee? Weren't we told that coffee does some sort of process as well? Yes, actually you are correct. That's usually more common on specialty coffees. Oh, I see. 
We have Tom Golden coming up next, so stick around. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. I'm Kevin Godby, here with my co-host, Lori Brown, and we have returning from last week, Tom Golden, who is the owner of The Lure, and we talked about The Lure, but he has admitted to us off mic that he has the worst case of ADD in the world. So not only is he the owner of two and a half Lure restaurants, he also is involved in the Artisan Art and Food Collective in Gulfport, Vintage Small Bites and Wine Lounge, also in Gulfport, and if, if that's not enough, there is also the Kitchen and Bar at Green Springs in Safety Harbor, and we're going to talk about all that stuff. Welcome back, Tom. Thank you very much, Kevin. Corey? Yes, yes. Vintage Wine Bar came next, correct? After after Lure, and after actually after we did the, the Lure in Tampa, um, we got wrapped up with the construction on that and opened it Thanksgiving of, oh, it's 17. Mm-hmm. And then... We went through the, uh, during that, the following summer of 18, we were, or actually the spring of 18, a bartender that worked for me, long-term friend, was with me at the rack, moved to Los Angeles, moved to Portland, moved back to Tampa, or St. Petersburg. Now she resides in Gulfport. Her name is Wendy Ollendorf. She's an artist, pure and simple, and a very good artist and a fashion designer she's a little bit of everything and she wanted to open a little tiny wine bar and i say tiny i mean tiny yes it's tiny we've been (laughs) and she wanted to do this little project and she said oh it'll be twelve thousand dollars lies um it's always less than more than you think three times as much every time yeah and uh we got david boyd my partner from lure um, who did an enormous amount of the construction, the build-out, the finishing touches, the murals, the painting, everything that makes the lure look kind of cool mm-hmm. uh, is pretty much David Boyd's hand in it. Um, he's an expert craftsman at everything and a one of the last few horologists uh, in the state, and he's constantly busy rebuilding ancient clocks. Oh, wow. Wow. And that's what he does. I had no idea. That's his main business, but he wants to... Uh, retire as an artist uh, some crazy idea he's got <laughs> and uh, so he did the build over there and, and did a lot of the construction and, and made this tiny little place uh, a tiny little hole in the ground of money and uh, and while he was doing it he kept looking at the space across the street saying that would make a great gallery t- why don't we just go in there and do that and uh, I think it was the Gavershaminer talking to him. <laughs> and he was going through a divorce, too. And, uh, and lo and behold, uh, he rented it. And next thing I knew, I had a quote-unquote turnkey restaurant to just fire up and just make work, except it's 6,600 square feet. And I don't know of a single concept, not a single concept, that can justify 6,600 square feet. Right. That's twice the size of the lure. And the lure's got the biggest menu I've known of till uh, I built the artisan. <laughs> right. There's the vintage Small Bites and Wine Lounge, mm-hmm. and Wendy's the driving force behind that. She is you help 100% her get it the force. I helped Richard and I um, put the money together for her and, you know, sent her in the right directions to go. And that little whirlwind just has, has exploded in that town. All over that town, and she's a driving force of everything in that area. So, yeah. she, so you're like a silent partner, basically. Then very silent. Yeah, I don't. Silent. I can't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> she, you know, if she listened to me, I think it'd be good. But uh, she doesn't, so I just shut up now. I'm just like, okay, whatever you want to do. So then, after vintage, uh, you went on and uh, purchased the kitchen at well, it was Green Springs Bistro, correct? Correct. Um, in Safety Harbor. Correct. I have been there several times prior, not since you've okay. purchased it. But then um, I know Richard did the interview for me when I wrote a piece on this back in June of 2018. Is okay. that when you took it over? Was It was, yes. Yeah, the end of June, something like that. Um, and now you've got the kitchen at 
Kitchen and Bar at Green Springs. Is that correct? Correct. We are kind of a little bit of rebrand. Well, not a little bit. We're rebranding it as the uh, Kitchen and Bar at Safety Harbor because everybody just doesn't know where Green Springs is, uh-huh. knowing that it was the historical name of the town at one time and then was moved to Safety Harbor. And after a while, you get kind of tired of giving a history lesson. You just say, <laughs> we're at Safety Harbor. You know, and be done with it. You can find us. You, you get your brain around that. Like, oh, it's at Safety Harbor. Okay, great. So what well, was Green it Springs. It was Green yeah. Springs? I didn't know that. That was the town, the, the city, the name, because of the, the springs around the spa. And they just called it um, Green Springs from, I think, mm. 1910 to 1949 or something of that nature. And then there was a conflict with another town, and they ended up changing the name to Safety Harbor. Wow. Interesting. So now you'll, you're the full owner there, but your partner is Michael Stewart, correct? We have a few owners in that okay. one. I am also, I'm just a, a part owner in it, but as since Richard departed us, I've become more of the operator of it. I'm partnered in with uh, Michael Stewart and a couple of other really, really good guys, nice. uh, including my brother who just in, joined us in that group to... Green Springs was always a very good restaurant, and Paul Capsalis did a great job of running it. It was my number one favorite when I was interviewed several times from different other food, culinary questionnaire, I guess, to a degree. What was your top five restaurants you would go to in the Tampa Bay area, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Green Springs was always my one or two. Yeah, I love Because that. it just was. And, but they needed, they needed liquor. Mm-hmm. And so we were building a pavilion <laughs> on the back to get an SRX license to get a, uh, to get liquor in there. Or so that's it, your next project, right? You've got coming up. It's yeah. we're doing it now. We broke yeah. ground on it a couple of days ago. We're adding 50 seats on there to get the quota amount for uh, SRX license, so we don't have to spend 250 thousand dollars to buy a quota liquor license. Right. Right. And so that's going to be built onto the back area with a bar outside. And it is. Well, there won't be a bar on inside. It's basically going to be an event space. We're probably going to do weddings and rehearsal dinners and just large family gatherings and mm-hmm. things that you know, if you want to do 50 people in one place in an outdoor pavilion on a beautiful day or a night the lighting's going to be set up for weddings which means you know one million white little white lights mm-hmm. and uh and just make the place as sweet as possible but we just we need it for the the seating and eventually we may put a bar out there that would make sense to do so mm-hmm. But it just comes, make sure we have the seating to keep, keep everything correct. Right. And you could do live music out there, too. There will be live music out there. There was live music at Green Springs for a long time, and uh, I will be bringing that back. And, but it's just a matter of a space to put them. Right now, there's physically no space inside to put anybody. Right. And what, is the, uh, what type of food do you have there? I guess you would call it low country. Mm-hmm. It's a little more low country and... Big ass steaks. We run uh, the big tomahawk steaks there that Jason uh, Rodis, who's the executive chef and and part owner in the in the business, also um, he was Paul's brother, and um, that was a natural fit to take him from the Tampa store and move him over into the Green Springs space, and he's flourished there. He and uh, Nikki that run the front of the house and the wait staff that's been there forever is still there, and. That is truly the most charming little family-run style restaurant that I've ever been involved in. And I can honestly tell you, I couldn't wait to get back to Safety Harbor to build that restaurant uh, that was Paul's. And that if I ever had a, a, a beautiful golden feather in my cap, that, that's going to be my baby. I love that place. Yeah, we'll have to get it's out great. there because it really is. You've not been, Kevin. It's, it's a lovely place. It's, the, it's so charming and romantic. I mean, Valentine's Day is just going to be a damn zoo. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do about it, but uh, I got news for you. That is the most coveted spot for Valentine's Day in the Tampa Bay area. I, I hope you take reservations. Oh, yeah. We I'm take reservations. <laughs> anybody you know, listening to this, call now. <laughs> I, I think anybody listening to this, you better call someplace. Don't wait till the first day of February and go, <gasps> shit. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And that is the kitchen and bar at Green Springs? At Safety Harbor. At Safety, at Safety Harbor. Harbor. Yeah. So it's the kitchen and bar at Safety Harbor. Mm-hmm. And we find that where? You can find that on 2402 4th Avenue North in downtown Safety Harbor. Basically, just go to the gazebo and turn. <laughs> Excellent. Right or left, uh, you'll have to figure that one out. I'll yes. just go north. It's right next door to the French restaurant. It's right, right next door to, to Parts of Paris and mm-hmm. across the street from uh, Michael Lowe's Wood Fire Pizza. Right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the artisan in Gulfport. We'll be right back. When you think of engine number nine, what do you typically think of, Kevin? 
amazing burgers. Yes, very creative, very inventive, kick-ass burgers. But they also have a great New Orleans-inspired other half of the menu. Remember the gumbo I had recently? Ooh, that was really good and nice and spicy. I was surprised you finished it. I know. The roux is just so flavorful and delicious. Besides the gumbo, they also have jambalaya, a few sriracha dishes, and the hot dogs are awesome. And you can't forget the best fried pickles in town, and I am talking pickle spears. Yeah, I've seen you eat those pickles for your whole meal. Yeah, for my birthday once, remember? But what we're trying to say is check out engine number nine for your favorite burger and so much more. Yes, you will love engine number nine. They are in downtown St. Pete on the corner of First Ave North and MLK. And try the Black Flag Burger and the Chili Dog. You can thank me later. Engine, engine number nine, going down the railroad line. And we are back with Tom Golden. And we, you started talking about, we were talking about uh, vintage Small Bites and Wine Lounge in Gulfport. Mm-hmm. And while you were involved in that, you kind of got pointed in another direction, almost kind of catty quarter next door somewhat. It's almost direct, it's directly across the street, and it's um, right on the corner of 29th and Beach Boulevard, and it's a large two-story building, and it had been empty for a while. Yeah, it used to be and a Brazilian steakhouse. At one time, it started out as a very nice Brazilian steakhouse right before the recession. At $45 a plate and going into recession, no chance in hell. Right. You know, not going to happen. Not in Gulfport. I mean, it's just, that's not the community that's going to support that that type of place. It, it was a separate steakhouse and then, if I'm correct, a lounge. It had a lounge, a little bar you have doing, they, they did tapas and martini bar that they had in back. Right, right. And now it is the Artisan Art and Food Collective. That's correct. We basically decided to do... A food court because they're, it's too big a space to have one concept in it. So we brought in the, everybody kept driving me crazy, Richard especially, um, <laughs> driving me crazy to bring sushi there. And I was very reluctant because finding sushi chefs, rollers, cutters, anything is very hard in this area. And no matter what we would offer to pay people, uh, we just didn't have people walking in the door. And then for last year, we had... During the Christmas season last year, we only had two guys that were doing everything at the Lure. Wow. So that scared me away from getting involved in another sushi restaurant because I couldn't fill the, the people to do the job. Right. So after prodding, poking, and browbeating, Richard and Hunter convinced me that we could do sushi in Gulfport because that's what the Facebook page in Gulfport had said we wanted. Wendy put it out there that what does this town need or want? And mm-hmm. we got 841 responses. The number one thing was a bakery. And I said, no, <laughs> never done a damn bakery before, but I'll give it a shot. I'll hire a baker and get an oven. Okay, we're right, done. Right, right. Then the sushi or Thai was next. Mm-hmm. And uh, then a steakhouse. Wow. So we decided to do all four. That's yeah. awesome. So, and it's the very first uh, food hall in Pinellas County. I guess you could say that, yes. Yes, right. I did just say it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, so the artisan consists of Whiskey Grill, which is your old-fashioned steakhouse. Mm-hmm. The port, which is really the bar area. It's got sandwiches and finger foods. Correct. correct? Yeah, it's, it's a pool, in, pool in, bar. Indoor-outdoor bar. Yeah, it's a beautiful the, area. With the pool tables. We were just there on Saturday. I was telling uh, right. Tom we really enjoyed ourselves. It's a beautiful place. And then you've got the lure, of course. And right. then you do have the bakery. We do. We have a bakery. We have a, a wonderful baker named, um, I just, she's in my phone as Jacqueline Baker. I'm <laughs> not really even sure what her last name is, but she's so unique. And I just, I've given her a lot of groom to grow and learn and figure things out. I could have hired a heavily experienced baker that had done this before, but I really, I wanted somebody that just was doing it grassroots and starting it just like we were starting there. Right. I wanted her to grow with the, the little area and, and her learn and people learn about what she does. She does a great job, and there's a lot of people who like a lot of gluten-free, and they like a lot of vegan um, stuff, so she offers those kind of things. You know, to do a, a vegan chocolate chip cookie or chocolate brownie is just, you know, that's her nightmare, not mine. <laughs> but um, th- she's well-known already, popular in the area. We work with Sumitra Coffee Shop, which is right in front of us, so it does a great job. I mean, the owner of that, Maurice, has been fantastic. The whole little area community has accepted us very well. So the, the artisan is, a, I think it's one of the most unique places around. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it's a huge menu. Let's face it, it's like five pages. 
So, but you have your whiskey grill and you've got your small bites on it. And then you've got your medium entrees. If we would run about a six ounce portion to keep it small and keep the price down. Mm-hmm. And then you've got um, steaks, which are just basically they're going to be a much larger portion. You know, mm-hmm. you got a 14 ounce ribeye, you got a 41 in uh, 41 to 44 ounce ribeye with a bone in it. So you got something for your dog when you leave with. <laughs> not not um, my dog. She couldn't. Oh, get it she'll work on it. It'll take her a year and a half, but she'll get through it. And you know, you've got some good. You got a good brunch for Saturday and Sunday, just like we do at Lure. Uh, but you're all outside. We got live music out there. You got mimosas. You got whatever you'd need in Gulfport. And basically, we didn't find anything in Gulfport that really did a brunch. So we decided this is what we're going to do. You have Stella's that does a good breakfast, but nobody does like a brunch. Mm-hmm. So um, we decided we're going to look, we'll pursue that further. And then now we've expanded to Monday nights in the port only. And then we expanded to more specials in the port Monday night. You can only get these things at Monday night, but we're the first people in the, that I know of in Pinellas County that we're doing char-grilled oysters. We're doing um, snow crab, which you can get on a lot of places. But also, we're, we've developed, Kevin and I have been working on our fried chicken recipe, a Cuban roasted chicken, for nice. a while. And it is Cuban garlic roasted chicken. Wow. A recipe I sort of stole from a place in Key West that's phenomenal. <laughs> I can't wait to try that. Yeah. It's pretty good. So now it's all outdoor seating for the actual food, or you have indoor seating? For no, it's indoor, indoor, all around the bar, and then all around the pool tables, there's seating there if that's what you want. And right. then there, there's up on the patio where if it's too cold, we have heaters, and if it's too um, warm, we just open the garage door and let the air conditioning blast all over you, and you're finding big fans <laughs> all over it. And then we have people that come out and literally fan your, fan your table um, right as you sit there, and they'll give you free cocktails. <laughs> oh, this great. is bullshit, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, well, okay, I could, I could deal with that. Yeah. But, the, <laughs> but no, there's, there's plenty of seating inside or outside. And this time of year, right. let's face it, this is when you go. This is when you go, yeah. Exactly. But yeah. There, are, there are people that it just doesn't bother them. I can't take the heat. I can't eat outside in the summer to me. But there are people that just love it all year long. Well, luckily, the patio was built out by, by the place previous to us, not just Boca Bay that was there right before us, but the, the uh, Brazilian Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And they spared no expense. So there's fans all over the place. There's a beautiful fountain outside. There's, I mean, it, it's done up. They they spent the money, and I get to enjoy it. That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah, there's there's cool. also the big front room too, where there there's there's seating. Enormous. Well, inside, fully air conditioned with 28 tons of air. We have plenty of room inside to do. We also have large party uh, section. Uh, have one table that was built. Um, it's actually called the Thor, Richard's nickname. <laughs> His table. Um, it holds 14 people, and it was specially built by a man named Bill Carrington who does all of our big wooden tables for us. Mm-hmm. He does a great job for us, and he uh, he made this enormous table. So I call it the the Last Supper table. <laughs> and it's just because it kind of looks like that at first. You look at it, you're like, okay. Right. And then you know, we have a little lounge area for coffee and baked goods. It's in the, in the very center of the room underneath a giant chandelier that big comfy couches and, and coffee table books and coffee tables. And, and games, you know, right? But, and games. There's mm-hmm. trivia there. There's simple things, you know, a, a large chess set and just a lot of people come there to just chill out and then they get some coffee from Sumitra and they... And they come and just sit. And that's like the art gallery slash bookstore That area. is the art gallery. That is where David Boyd has decided he was going to hang his work. He has a children's novel coming out, and he's done very large illustrations for the children's novel. And he's now has them on the wall, along with a couple of other local artists from the Gulfport area that I, we have there. And have starting to give it some, it's starting to give us some real depth in the gallery spaces. So, yeah, I guess we're kind of a gallery, bookstore, coffee liquor, steaks, small bites, sushi, bakery, lawn mowing business, (laughs) small engine repair, whatever else you can throw in there. I think we got it all. I think I noticed that you open at four during the week. Is that correct? We open, yes. We've been told from the get-go, don't bother opening for lunch in in Gulfport. There's too many places that do lunch. And why take away from them? That was well, one I of our big with things. With the bakery, why there wouldn't be like breakfast? Well, she's hours. there in the morning, and oh, she okay. rolls the counter up into the up, opens the big front doors, and the little deli case is sitting right there. So when you walk by, everything's right there, and you just tap a bell, and then she pops out. And 
She'll sell you your croissant and your brownie and your cookies and whatever you need. And so you do have you the, Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, she's that. there during the day taking care of that. And then yeah. Tim gets her around noon and he starts putzing around. I don't know what he's doing there. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Right. So check out the Artisan Art and Food Collective in Gulfport. It's an awesome place mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of stuff to offer. And it's a great hangout. The website is theartisangulfport.com. Right. And the address? That one is 2832 Beach Boulevard, Gulfport, Florida. Excellent. Great. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much, Kevin. Thank you very much, Lori. We'll be right back. This is Chris Walker. We were invited to Altamari's friends and family event prior to the opening. What a gorgeous interior. It feels elegant and airy with a coastal feel. We got to try some delectable dishes such as the egg, the Hawaiian ahi and tuna foie, which is done tataki style, and the crispy hamachi collar. What did you think of those, Kevin? It was excellent. It looks a little uh, odd at first, but don't let that scare you. It looks like a fishtail. It's not. It's the collar, and it's actually super juicy and tender. After this preview, we simply can't wait for our next visit to Altomare Fish Bar. So get yourselves to Altomare today for a taste of the deep sea. Altomare Fish Bar is located at 300 Beach Drive in downtown St. Petersburg. They open every day at 4 p.m. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Today for our musical guest, we have Ash Dudney from The Dags. The Dags is a three-piece rock group from Tampa, Florida, consisting of a highly energetic and talented lineup. What started as a modest concept has bloomed into a thriving band establishing the grungy punk blues trio as a solid and satisfying act in the Bay Area. The Dags have three albums out, with the latest one titled Villains, from which we will feature the track Alternative Lifestyle. First, as usual, we will force Ash to answer the Fast Five Foodies questions where he won't play his music. Welcome to the show, Ash Dudney from the Dags. Yes, welcome. Thank you for having me. And you do do some other stuff too, but we'll talk about that in, in a minute. All right, sounds good. But we have to get right into the Fast Five Foodies questions. Okay. You're, you look very ready. I'm not even going to ask. The anticipation is killing me. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Cajun catfish. Nice. It's got to be my favorite, I think. Wow. That's, that's a first for the show. Yeah. Yep. I like that. Yeah. Sp- spicy? Oh, yeah. Is there mm-hmm. a particular place that you get it, or do you make it yourself? I prefer making it myself. Mm-hmm. I've got my own little Cajun blend that I put together and uh, throw it in a cast iron skillet, and that's got to be probably death row last meal, <laughs> Cajun catfish. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and when you, when you know how to make something yourself that you really like, it's hard to find, find it, out. it yeah. somewhere else where you're going to like it just as much. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that I, I, I usually just keep to myself and just make it for me because, yeah, it's... It's not like some phenomenal dish that takes a ton of effort or anything. It's just I, I know what I like, so mm-hmm. I'll just stick to it. All right. After, afterward, we'll have you write down your address for us. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Favorite restaurant in St. Pete? As of late, because I just did a food, uh, a food photography shoot for them, Three Birds is unbelievable. I'd been there mm-hmm. a couple times and always really liked it, but after getting to try 15 different menu items mm-hmm. in oh, a yeah. food shoot... Um, just everything they do is just from scratch, like from, I mean, dressings, everything. And it's, it's really impressive. It know, is very they impressive. Do over there, so. they we, did, we did a big write-up for them as well. And um, they are literally just three blocks from my condo. So yeah. I can walk there. Like, yeah, sometimes if they have uh, bands outside, we can hear them at Lori's yeah, place. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Salt or pepper? Uh, salt. Okay. You're on Lori's team on yeah. that one. All right. <laughs> I find other ways to get my spice. Like black pepper just... 
a little too uh, on the nose for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, but if you don't have salt, then you've got problems. Yes, so. <laughs> agreed. Cilantro. Love it or it tastes like soap? Love it. You're, you're on my team on that one. Absolutely love it. And I guess you can cook. That's the next question. You already told us that you make the... I'd like to think so. Yeah, I, um, I've been known to throw a few dishes together. Nice. Cool. So you had uh, mentioned that you just did a, a food photo shoot for Three Birds. Yeah. That's one of the other things that you do. You are a photographer. Yeah, that's, that's my full-time thing. And that? we actually, that's where we actually met while you were doing a photo shoot at Green Light Bar. Yes. On their amazing sushi. Yeah, that place is amazing. He had uh, Craig, Craig Adams, the mm-hmm. GM over there, he had contacted me and he's like, we're going to be making a whole bunch of food for photography and we need somebody to help us eat it. So can you come and help us eat it and take pictures of it and write about it? And I said, yes. Yeah, that's, that's some of my favorite sushi I've had in a while, too. It yeah. really is. And yeah, we think it's some of the best around here. Yeah. yeah, it was unbelievable. So along with the photography, you also give photography lessons. Yeah, I just started doing that. I've, I've had a couple trial runs um, with a couple people. My sister is actually one that I've taken out a few times. We've done some, uh, some hour or two long lessons uh doing some wildlife stuff cool. and it's it went really well and you know she felt like she was coming away with a lot of info so i figured i'd start you know taking it out of the prototype phase and and pushing on with it yeah so. very cool yeah so you do a lot of cool stuff uh so you as we said you're a photographer mm-hmm. you are a musician lead vocals and guitar and a stand-up comedian so you must have like chicks lined up around the block i just have the one in the car with my kids so <laughs> <laughs> they could have come up but Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, they could have definitely come up. I can let her know. So <clears throat> you've done open mic night at Greenlight Bar. Yep, I've been, uh, Craig and I have known each other for a long time now, and they were looking to, to put something on weekly, and he brought me in to, to do that. And we've been doing it for almost almost two months now, and it's it, been going really well. Every Friday? Every Friday night, yeah. Sign-ups are at like 7, 7.30, show starts at 8. Yeah, I want to read something that uh, I think you wrote about it. Open mic comedy night at Green Light Bar, where the sushi is bomb and the comics kill. And if it's the other way around, we have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and I also like to, to um, make sure I tell everybody, if you have any problems with tonight, please send all hate mail to Craig Adams. Yes, it actually, yeah, that, that's actually in here, too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and then I want to read something that Creative Loafing wrote. This is back in April 2017 when the album came out. album villains we're gonna feature a song from that in a moment this is by ray roa the dags album release i once asked about primary physicians and hub co-owner joked to use whiskey for internal issues heartache loss depression and gin for external problems cuts burns rash dags frontman swears by the gin method and all the madness comes together on thursday night when his band finally releases villains a long mold over 10 track collection of barroom rock led by new New single, Alternative Lifestyle, which harkens back to this millennia's earlier aughts when we were all a little younger and ready to turn happy hour into a full-on bender. We still do that anyway. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, nothing really changed as far as the behaviors, but uh, right. yeah, that, that gin thing, that's no joke. Actually, our drummer, that's how I, well, I've, I've done it a few times. I've got a big gash on my arm that I, I put there being a drunk idiot, and I went home and poured uh, gin over it that night. And it was one of the cleanest heels I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And wow. uh, uh, Dre, our drummer, we were hanging out on Davis Island one night, and he uh, he stepped down off of the seawall and cut himself on an oyster. Ow. Oh, and, ouch! And I did that when I was a kid, and I wound up with a horrible marine infection mm-hmm. that was like a hospital stay and all that. Um, we had been drinking gin from bottles we actually got from the hub and uh, I was like dude you just give me your foot and we poured it all over there and he had no problems healing it up so wow yeah it is it is the miracle liquor okay so I'm gonna have to start buying some uh, cheaper gin just for that yeah yeah the Bombay Sapphire is pretty reasonable but you don't even need to spring that high for it yeah. right you can <laughs> right. go for the the swill well gin is just technically really vodka that they added like juniper berries and stuff mm-hmm. too so i wonder well, if vodka works i don't know if well. all the gin distillers would agree with you on that but tastes like maybe. christmas that's all i care yeah about. there you go <laughs> <laughs> so the album is titled villains as we said before 10 tracks nine tracks and a hidden track ray ah. ray gave that one away um, uh-huh. on that but yeah okay the song is alternative lifestyle it starts with the line let's give it up like it's 2009 
And the next line after that has a bad word in it. So if kids are listening, cover their ears. Earmuffs, <laughs> earmuffs. What, what is the song about? Uh, it's, it's basically, this is, uh, it's just a pretty much straightforward, just party, party song. You know, we, we don't, it's kind of fun because a lot of times the writing is a little bit deeper than that for me. And either it's political or it comes from somewhere that's a little more emotionally driving. This one, I, would, I just was, just kind of put my hands up. I was like, let's just have fun for, for once and not worry so much. So it's literally just about having a good time, drinking, doing whatever it is that you do to have a good time. And that's, that's it. Nice. <laughs> that's, we're, we're plenty fine with that. Yeah. We don't yeah, need to great. get deep or political or anything right now. But if you want to do that, there's other songs for that on the album. Um, on this album, you know, there isn't anything like directly like politics, political that I, I don't think there was anything on villains. It was, it's more of a, it, it kind of stories my life over a couple of years is what I end up doing. So it's a lot more personal than, you know, so we have some other tracks that are, you know, whether it is directly political or whether it's to the, the politics of the music scene or art scene sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. My, mm-hmm. my smart ass knows no bounds, and <laughs> I'm more than happy to plug it into song lyrics. And before we play the song, uh, where do we find you online? Um, so the best place to find the DAGs is at thedags.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can pretty much download almost all of our stuff, if not for free, for a dollar, or mm-hmm. you name your price. We're pretty open about just wanting people to have it and, and listen to it. Nice. So yeah, you can find us on Facebook at the dags and on instagram at at the dags of tampa cool great ash thank you so much you got it absolutely here, here we are with alternative lifestyle let's give it up like it's 2009 let's fuck it up one bottle at a time Let's let it roll like the night won't stop. Let's take it home where we just want to rock. You know that we just don't know how to act Just wanna party, nothing wrong with that Some grab a drink, some grab a bowl Whatever you grab, let's make it sex rock and roll You've got one chance Cause you've got one life oh. And you've got one chance To live it right Live it up like it's 2000 mine. Let's pick it up before we're out of time. Let's not look back and say, Oh well. Let's make a story and say, Holy hell. You got one life, yeah. 
Once again, that was The Dags with Alternative Lifestyle from the album Villains. Today we are at Pizza Box for lunch. First we ordered the meatballs. They're 100% beef and made in-house with garlic, onions, and breadcrumbs, and they cook them in the wood-fired oven at a lower temperature than they do the pizzas, around 200 degrees. So they, they get this nice char on them from being cooked in a cast iron pot in there. Yes, and they have a nice smokiness to them as well. We actually talked about the meatballs at Pizza Box on a early episode of our podcast, but we had to get them again. Oh, they're so good. I also went a little bit off what I normally do, because I normally like a San Marzano tomato-based pizza, but they have a Debbie's Veggie Pizza. Debbie is actually Kelly's mother. Yes, Kelly is the co-owner with her husband, Adam. Correct. This pizza is done differently every single month, and the one this month sounded so good, I just had to try it, and it was awesome. Yeah, and it's it's based on what is uh, locally fresh in season at that time of year, that month. Correct. Um, This one was a kale pesto base with fire-roasted red peppers, crumbled goat cheese, shredded mozzarella, and a habanero-infused honey. That honey with that goat cheese and those peppers, wow. It was so good. I loved it. I loved loved it more than Kevin loved it, but I really loved it. Yes, you liked it more than I did because I was into more of the, you know, the tomato-y, peppery Oh, be honest, it was meat. You're such a carnivore. yes. (laughs) And what I had was the Loverboy pizza, which has house-made San Marzano tomato sauce, mozzarella, house-made meatballs. They, they take the meatballs and they slice them thin. And then it also has herb with ricotta, cherry peppers, caramelized onions, and fresh basil. And it's so good. Everything is cooked in the wood-fired oven there. So go check out Pizza Box. They are on the 900 block of Central Ave. Our Lunchbox segment is where we read opinions and answer questions from our listeners. Please email us at lunchbox at stpetersburgfoodies.com with your opinions, feedback, and questions to be featured in this segment. On last week's show, we had our first interview with Tom Golden, and the comments received were from Nola Purplecat, I'm really enjoying these podcasts. I love the interviews that give us a, quote, look behind the curtain with our local chefs and restaurateurs. I am also loving the music part of the program. So far, I haven't heard one song that I didn't like, and it certainly is a wonderful way to find new-to-me musicians that I can listen to. Great job, guys. Thank you, Nola. Thanks for listening. From Heather Orr Golnick, great interview, little bro. When will there be a dish named after me? Can't wait for our Try Golden Restaurant Tour in March. We'll be coming hungry and bringing friends. That's obviously Tom Golden's sister. Thanks for listening, Heather. In news, uh, last week we mentioned that Altomari Fish Bar would have their grand opening February 10th. We think that's still scheduled, but they are actually in a soft open now. They did a little surprise uh, soft opener. So you can check them out at 300 Beach Drive uh, in downtown St. Pete next to Anata. Also same ownership as Anata. New on the stpetersburgfoodies.com website since our last show. Uh, In news, the Independent in St. Pete, that's at Central Ave and 11th Street, you know, by the roundabout, they will be adding an outdoor cafe. And we have a new review since last week of the Black Crow Coffee Shop. So you can check that on the website. And you also might want to make a note in an upcoming show, we will have Dr. Barbecue as our guest. He's been on four TV shows, authored nine books, and recently opened his own downtown St. Pete restaurant. So mark your calendars for February 19th and 26th for Dr. Barbecue. To comment on the show by email, you can write to lunchbox at stpetersburgfoodies.com. Also new, we are now in Player FM as a featured podcast on the Food Channel. That's the Player FM Food Channel. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And also, if you have any of the voice-activated home assistants, you can just ask, you know, say your word to wake them up and just say, play the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast. You can do that with Apple HomePod, Amazon Echo, Google Home, and I think that's all of them. Thanks for listening. This is Candace Aviles from Meet the Chef, and you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast. (laughs) 
For this week's tip of the week, we're continuing on with our New Year's resolution of five tips to eat like a foodie and stay healthy. We're currently on number three, which is plan ahead. You've heard of meal prep, and, and if you can master it, then my hat's definitely off to you, and you're in a great position to eat like a foodie and stay healthy if you can. Much as I try, it hardly ever happens around my house, at least not in the way most would intend with a pre-planned menu of new recipes and a detailed shopping list and prepackaged portions. Juggling deadlines, a multitude of projects, traveling, and last-minute invites to new restaurant openings, I don't always know when I will be eating at home. Right. And there's also those cravings and whims. Yeah. Well, that's usually you that starts that. True. So Kevin and I try to pick up some staples that we eat every week, you know, consisting mostly of, of meats, grilled meats, fish or chicken, veggies, and salads with, with nights of spices and tomatoes and healthy items. I mean, the best thing you can do is just try to prepackage those things, maybe cook them ahead on a Sunday, keep a couple things around in the, the refrigerator to have and the right portion sizes. Remember, like from last week, it's the size of your fist. So usually a normal chicken breast that you would get at the store, half of it is really the, the size that you should have for a protein. And then just add veggies to it, and that helps. Yes, and it's much easier giving advice than it is taking it. Very true. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guest, Tom Golden, and thanks to our sponsors, Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar, their sister restaurant, Altamari Fish Bar, and Engine Number no. 9, where you can get some of the best burgers in St. Pete. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News, and our intro music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any other podcast app, Please give us a rating and also remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Gil Grimberger and fries for $24.